What's up, everybody? This is episode 15 of the One Question Podcast, where each week we dive into some of life's most difficult questions about faith. Sometimes that leads to more questions and then more questions and more questions. I'm one of your co-hosts, David, joined by my co-host, Lindsay. Hey, guys. Excited to be here. And we're here with Pastor Carrie today. Hey, what's up, everyone? All right, you guys. So we are so excited that y'all are joining us. Um, And wherever you're at in your journey, in your life, um, maybe you're spiritually curious, maybe you're new to faith, or maybe you've been following Jesus a long time. Whatever brought you here, we are so glad. And we're so excited to really just, like David said, dive into a question together um, and have some conversation around around it. And what's super exciting about this question is it is our second question that's coming from a listener, um, from our friend, um, Tyler, and he has asked something really cool and I'm really excited to answer it. Me too. Um, so fun fact, if y'all are listening and y'all have questions, we are always looking for new questions. Um, you can send them, email them to one question at beachchurchjacks.com. But today, yeah, we're going to go ahead and ask Tyler's question. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler, for providing the content today. Today, Tyler's question is, what does it mean to be fearfully and wonderfully made? That's a good one. And so specifically, so Tyler actually wrote it all out. So to give a little context to this question, you might be listening and wondering, what does that question even mean? Um, So Tyler, he wrote, you know, the Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I understand that we're wonderfully made, but you know, that's great. What does it mean to be fearfully made? That's always confused me. Um, and so, Carrie, where does this verse even come from? Yeah. So, <laughs> what does this phrase mean? Uh, Tyler, thanks for your question, man. Uh, one of the things we're excited about, Tyler sent this question in a little while ago, but Tyler's actually going to be one of our interns yeah. at Beach Church. Yeah. So, uh, love that. Thank you, Tyler. Appreciate the question. So, this This comes from a passage of scripture in Psalm 139, where uh, David is writing a psalm of praise. He's thanking God for his life. He's acknowledging, hey, God, you made me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And so he's talking really to the nature of the character of God uh, and who God is in creating him. And so that's kind of the... uh, first part that I would say to that. It's coming from Psalm 139. Uh, And so in Christianese, uh, if we might call it that, this is kind of one of those verses that gets thrown out a lot about Mm -hmm. our identity and our value and our worth as people and how precious we are to God. And as Christians, we really do believe that. We, We don't believe that we are just some like afterthought or just some accident of evolution. Uh, we believe that we are all created by God uh, and for expressed intent purpose uh, and that there's not any type of mistake in us being created. And so that's kind of contextually this verse and kind of where it comes from. Yeah. So, you know, for someone like Tyler who read that verse and, and didn't quite understand it, what, what is the best thing to do when you find something in scripture that you don't understand or that you're confused by? 
My first step is to ask someone that I know is smarter than me. <laughs> Go ahead um, and just phone a friend. A, yeah, <laughs> phone a friend. <laughs> phone a friend. But, I mean, I think there are so many different resources out there that are so great. For instance, podcasts like this one um, and also things like The Bible Project. There's all these great videos that sort of go into some of these more complex issues that might have a little bit – we might have a little bit more difficult time understanding. But, I mean – study Bibles, all these things kind of give this context. So for me, as someone who's trying to learn more about Scripture, that's my sort of go-to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, then let's let's continue down. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so let's break down this verse, this verse that says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So first of all, what does it mean to be wonderfully made? Mm. That's a good word. I I really think that, that what these two words, the wonderful and the fearfully, are really getting to is the character of who God is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in Genesis one twenty six, it, it tells us that uh, God says, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. And so there's, there's something about us being created uh, that we come from the character of who God actually is. Is and so the words wonderful and fearful to me they're not synonymous, but but they're trying to express something about who God is uh, and about who I am because of who God is uh, and in the nature of Him actually creating. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that that to me, as as we kind of really jump into these two words, I, I think is where we need to lean into the character of God and who Mm -hmm. God is. And so to say wonderful, okay, so we're saying God is wonderful, he's great, but then there's also the fearful side. And I do think this, to me, really gets into Tyler's question of what does it mean that we're fearfully made? Like, Mm -hmm. Like, why would fear come up with God? Like, if God's so amazing, so great, why would fear come up and be a part of that? Yeah, and the, and the English side of me, the grammar side, immediately I was like, L-Y, adverb. That's an adverb. We're made in a fearful manner. Mm-hmm. And so that, to me, I was like, wait, does that mean that God doesn't want to, is he afraid that we're not going to follow him? Is he afraid that we're not going to want that relationship with him? Why would God be fearful of anything? And so I don't think that that's exactly what we're getting at. But yeah, yeah, you know, I don't think fear in this context is what we think of when we think of Halloween and spooky things. Yeah. And you know, oh, God is scared. You know, God doesn't get scared. But I see it more as fear being this idea of awe mm-hmm. and of holiness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. of you know that idea of when you see something so majestic Mm -hmm. um, that you're just in awe of it you know I was just rereading um, the creation story in Genesis um, and it's so beautiful and poetic but you know as I was reading through it I was reminded that you know God spoke all of things into creation he spoke you know the ocean and the animals and the plants and the vegetation but when it came to creating mankind um, he breathed life into man. And so while that's wonderful, I think it's also fearful in the sense of, you know, God took extra time making us. Mm-hmm. There was something so special about creating mankind. Yeah, I, I think, Lindsay, to your point of we are not fearing God like 
Freddy Krueger is going to jump out from right. behind the scenes here, right? Uh, it's not fear in that context. And as we look into the Old Testament, we see the Old Testament writers using this word fear and connection to God. And, and so, you know, Tyler's asking his question here, I think really about this fear sure. and why would fear be associated with God? Uh, if if what you say is true about God creating me in such a wonderful way and he loves me and all of this, why would I have fear? Why would, to your point, David, why would I be fearful of God? And so we do see the Old Testament writers use this uh, in other passages, Proverbs 9, 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so we have to examine then, is Are they saying fear in that same way of, oh, I'm afraid? No, they're saying it in the context of awe, of wonder, of amazement. And so if you've ever stood on the edge of the Grand Canyon Mm. and you looked out and it, it was just this moment of breathtaking I can't believe what's actually here. And and they had this understanding of God. You have to go back and, and know the Hebrew people experienced God deliver them out of Egypt. They experienced all of these plagues that happened. They they experienced God moving on their behalf. And I do think there's something awe-inspiring to when you experience God. In your own life, you experience him to move in your own life. And and so they use this word fear to help us gain that understanding of, wow, there's a reverence to be had here. Because when I I see something so awe-inspiring and I'm awestruck, I naturally gain that reverence for that. When I stood at the edge of the Grand Canyon, like I I get that little pit in the bottom of my stomach Mm -hmm. that's like, oh, wow, like, I don't want to fall in this canyon. Like, there was definitely a reverence and respect for the edge of that canyon. Uh, And so for God, they really see God as the same way uh, the Old Testament writers do. And so what they're expressing to us is there is a sense of that awe, that that awe-inspiring nature of God in which we were created. He uses that as part of his character in the creation of us. And so I think that's actually really cool because it's saying, hey, here's this big, huge God that's created universes and galaxies and stars and, you know, mathematicians can't even calculate how big the the actual universe is. And yet he uniquely creates us. Uh, He uniquely says, I know David. Mm -hmm. And I plan for David to be born by David's mom and dad, right? Think of how detailed that is and yet how big and majestic God is. And so I I think when we think about fear, Tyler, we're not thinking about being afraid, but we are being awe-inspired and it's causing reverence. And it's from that that we can understand a God that big, that awe-inspiring, still cared enough to create you individually. I love that, and I love the rest of the context of that sentence, too, because I think that that, your explanation makes so much more sense in terms of our, what we think of when we think of fearful, and it says right before that, he's talking about how just, if I wanted to hide from you, God, Mm -hmm. 
I couldn't hide from you anyway. Like, what would I do? And it says, I praise you mm-hmm. because, because. Yeah, I think when we're confronted yeah. and understanding of who God is, mm-hmm. it, it causes that praise to come out of us. I think to the book of Job, the very end of that book, God gives a whole diatribe to Job of reminding Job just a little bit about who God is there. And if you've never read that, you're listening to this, you've never read that. uh, It's really him just asking Job the questions, where were you when I put the stars Mm -hmm. on their place? Just think about that statement right there, that God put the stars in their place. He is that vast. And yet, He is still a personal God. We believe he is a very, very personal God, both in our creation, but also in his sending of Jesus to be God literally with us and his giving of the Holy Spirit to be God's presence with us. Yeah, and so finding God both in the macro and the micro, both in the galaxies and in the way we were designed and you two have beards on your face, you know, like (laughs) God created both. Um, But yeah, I think that with this question, um, it really comes down to, this verse from the Bible, from Psalms, talks about really both the nature of God and the nature of man. And so I think we can walk away with, as we've been talking about, that God is wonderful and fearful in an awe-inspiring way. But in the same way, if we're made in his image, we can find our identity and our hope and understanding of who we are in that. And so I think there are so many times where we begin to find our identity in things of this world. We find our identity in our work, in our success, um, in our money, our security, in our relationships, what people think of us, our social media, how many followers we have. But what if we were to lean into this idea that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by the God of the universe? Like, How would that change our interactions, how we spend our time, how we spend our thoughts. Well, I think a lot of us live day to day with fear, Mm. but it's not this type of fear. And and so Paul tells uh, one of his young pastors, Timothy, God did not create you with a spirit of fear. Right. So so if Paul's saying that, how does that match up with these verses? Well, what Paul is saying is that fear of insecurity and think of how insecure our culture has become. Like just one little thing like, you know, David's a little better surfer than I. Well, I can't go surfing with David it's anymore. Not true. Because right, I didn't get enough likes on my post. I'm going to take it likes, down. Right? Yeah. And, and so we begin to live from fear mm. as opposed to living in the created nature of the awe-inspiring one. Think about that. The awe-inspiring one created you. He had a specific intention for that, for for the color eyes that you have, if you struggle and you're like, hey, I don't like the color eyes that I have, God planned that, right? He knew who you were and just decided, I want David to have that color eyes, right? And David and I both struggle. <laughs> David and I both struggle. God intended for us to be losing our hair exactly. into our thirties and forties, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, oh man, I don't love that. But when I step back and I think about, but God had an intention for that. I want to lean into that. I, I don't want to lean into the fear of people and what people are going to think. I want to lean into uh, 
the the comfort that I get from knowing, you know what, if God intended that, I bet there is a really good reason for that. And I may not know that. I may not ever know that, but I trust him enough to be able to say, God, if this is what you intended, mm-hmm. I'm I'm leaning into it full force. Well, and to your point, when we find our identity in things like social media or looking at how many followers we have or if people like this post, even just scrolling through social media, it produces that sense of anxiety in our yeah. hearts. Mm-hmm. If we were to take all of that time that we were investing in social media Ooh, and we were to a lot of time. and we were to put it into studying God's word. Yeah. Just how how different would that fear look in our own lives, sure. you know? And and we would change the definition of what we think of when we think well, of fear. And I think that's because you've got in in what you're describing, that's the fear of man. Right. And our scriptures are telling us, do not fear man. We should fear God. Fear God. And, and so we confuse that. And what we do is then we put man in the position of God. Mm-hmm. And so that causes all of those different anxieties, the craziness. And that's really where sin enters the garden is man tries to put himself, Adam and Eve, they put themselves in the position of God. And so that that could open up a whole nother podcast sure. for yeah. us. So, so we won't get too far down that road. Uh, but I really do think there's a, there's a turning and we become fearful of man mm-hmm. as opposed to God. Uh, and it creates all of that craziness. And yeah. Great. But the beautiful thing is when we fear God, when we do yeah. what scripture asks us to do, how much more life-giving yeah. and and peaceful um, are those things. We actually just got out of a series here at Beach Church called The Thriving Life. And it was all about, you know, the fruit of the spirit and being in step with the spirit and spending time with God. And when we put him where he belongs in our lives, we experience as a you know, natural next step of that. We experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Did I get them all? Got them all. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, you guys, we are so glad that y'all joined us this morning. And especially just as we continue with our one question podcast, we, we love hearing your questions. We love knowing what keeps you up at night, what questions are stirring in your soul. And we are so grateful that y'all would choose to listen, would choose to hear our conversations, join our conversations. And we hope that y'all walk away today with just a deeper understanding that um, that we are wonderfully and fearfully made, that God is wonderful and fearful and awe-inspiring. Um, if you have questions, be sure to email us one question at beachchurchjacks.com. And we look forward to seeing y'all next week. Thanks, Tyler. Bye, guys. Thanks, Tyler. Fear equals awe. Pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah.